Welcome to the Explore Eagle podcast, the City of Eagles podcast with the same name as our app, Explore Eagle. Hi, I'm Mayor Jason Pierce. People often ask me, what does Eagles model life done right mean? In each episode, we will talk with the city leaders, staff, business owners, and residents to explore the many ways Eagle is life done right. Welcome to another episode of Explore Eagle. I'm Mayor Jason Pierce, and today we're here with Brian Allen, our recreation director, who is in charge of all the fun stuff in Eagle, right? That's right. <laughs> Eagle Fun Days, Harvest Fest, Country Christmas, Jazz Festival, um, all kinds of fun stuff. So it's exciting to have you here today. So we're going to just talk about the recreation department and kind of the things you guys do because it also is, you know, the uh, sports programs, mm-hmm. you, you know, kids programming, all those things. So what are we're going to talk a little bit about your background. So what, okay. what were you doing before this and kind of what brought you to become our recreational director? Sure. Um, well, in this field, I started back in 2008 in Illinois, actually, doing a lot of tourism and hospitality out there. And then went to Lake Havasu City, Arizona in 2012 and worked for the city there doing all of their uh, tourism events, recreation, that sort of thing. Worked there for nearly 10 years and then came up here to Idaho to do pretty much the same thing. Very cool. So, so our scale of our events about the same size as Havasu? Not at all. <laughs> not even close. Um, fun days is comparable. Um, the two to days, your smallest event. Right, right. We did about 165 to 175 events a year there. A lot of them were promoters coming in, but some of them were huge. Lucas Oil Boat Drags, uh, Balloon Fest. There was a lot of big events that brought in a lot of people. So, But that was their economy. It was a tourism-based economy, so it was all events and tourism. So, Sure. So what has been some of the... The things that you've done that you've kind of, now that you've been here for a year or so mm-hmm. and kind of found that has been good that we're doing, the things that we you know continue right. to look forward to and stuff like that. I love that the events are growing because having a background in events, um, Josh, our, e- our event coordinator, he's doing great. He's taking the events, I think, to the next level and adding a lot of new events, which is good to see. Uh, we'll see a few things happening down on State Street this year, this coming year for events, which is good. Um, but also the sports program that we have um, has been growing a lot. Our, our for example, our soccer uh, registration went from about two to three hundred up to over seven hundred now for our soccer leagues. Basketball is growing; uh, they're all growing a lot. Not only that, but we have a new camps and classes uh, coordinator, and she's actually in spring break camp right now, and the kids are loving it. They're having a great time. Um, we're starting to build our programs back up um, in the recreation department, which has been great. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things happening. Our department's growing. When I got here, I think there were three of us, um, and we're up to six of us now, seven of us. Uh, so the department's growing, the events are growing, everything's kind of heading in the right direction. So you know, one of the things that uh, you know I've really challenged the recreation department to do is to kind of be cost mm-hmm. recovery, right? Um, th- those events and those things that we do in the community are so important to what makes a small town environment to what makes Eagle Eagle. And so being able to, you know, get them to pay for themselves and do that really makes them keep going forward. So mm-hmm. how, how is that? I mean, I, I know the, the sports things, I mean, they're, they're paying for themselves yeah. and moving through. We're able to provide mm-hmm. a, a product that nobody else is doing. Right. Right. We're not, we're not competing with other soccers because soccer really, we're doing the younger kids, mm-hmm. basketball, the same thing, but then they go on to play the club sports or they right. go on to play right. the other nonprofit leagues. Exactly. And, and they are, um, at 100% cost recovery and more. They're doing great. Um, the camps and classes, we hope to get there. Um, but one of the things that's been really impressive this last year with the special events, special events is a hard 
uh, way to recover because there's not a real big cost recovery mechanism in place. We don't charge for the events, you know, they're open to the public. So recovering that's a little more difficult. However, we've been able to go out this year and get a lot of sponsorships. A lot of our events, we have people sponsoring the road closures or our big tents that we have out there. Um, we're starting to get title sponsors for events. So that's a way that we're able to begin to recover some of the costs is through our sponsorships and donations um, throughout the community, which has been very, very helpful. Well, I think it's great because, you know, so many of these businesses want to be part of the community, mm -hmm. right? They want to help put these things on it, what makes it great so that they can have their business here. So to get those folks involved mm -hmm. is, is a tremendous asset for us and them. Right. You know, they get some advertising dollars spent and get the people to know who they are. And then on top of that, we get to get things paid for a little bit more and not use as much of the tax dollars to do it. So. Yeah. Another thing that's been great with the events uh, has been the volunteers. We've had a lot of volunteers coming forward. We've, we have a, a new program of recruiting volunteers. Um, and a lot of our sponsors have, end up coming and actually volunteering at the events, which has been great. So um, I think we've saved costs that way by having them out there, out there at the Harvest Fest, unloading pumpkins. Um, they, they've been at, we've had volunteers almost every single event, uh, which has been fantastic. It's been great for, for the event's growth. So. so how does someone become a volunteer? Is there a, a sign-up process? Is there something to, to do Is on a waiting list, specific project, you know, Mm -hmm. events or projects or whatever that they can volunteer for? Yeah, we had a lot of people actually just calling in or emailing saying, what can we do? What's what's in the city that we can do to help volunteer? So we actually, I think we're at the tail end of the process now, developed a process where we have a, a website where people can go in and sign up for a specific project that they're doing or want to do, or just to let us know, hey, we're interested in volunteering. In volunteering. Um, here's the dates, this is how many people we have, and we have uh, a volunteer coordinator that goes in there and he's starting to pair up volunteers with programs with events work with public works on things we need done in the parks um, and it's it's been really helpful and it's growing so they can go online they can they can also uh, they call they email that's great that's great so let's talk a little bit about our events not everybody knows about them sure. but kind of what what does fun days entail fun days is a lot uh, it's it's actually great last year was my first year seeing fun days in person I had actually watched some YouTube videos of the, the parade and whatnot but fun days is the weekend after 4th of July typically um, it's Friday and Saturday and there's a, always something going on um, we have family fun night um, over at Gerber Park and it's packed with things to do there's food vendors there's games for the kids there's uh, rock wall climbing there's all sorts of things to do uh, and at the same time, there's um, events going on on, on State Street uh, at um, Heritage Park. There's live bands going on, there's food vendors, there's games, there's different things happening there. And that takes place Friday night. Friday night after all of that, there's a fireworks show. The last couple of years we've done it at the Eagle Island State Park. Um, it's free to enter. We don't charge at the gate or anything. They come in, watch fireworks show, usually from about 10.15 to about 10.45. It's fantastic. And then Saturday starts off with a fun run at Merrill Park. Um, there's breakfast, there's, there's runners out there, there's walkers. Whoever wants to come, just walk, run, however they want to do it, it's great. Um, we also have the Rocky Mountain Oyster Feed, which was brought back the year before I started here, um, where they eat Rocky Mountain Oysters. Um, <laughs> and there's bands playing. Um, so there's always something going on. The parade on Saturday, I had heard about it, I had seen it, but until you see it in person, it's it's wild, as the name um, suggests. The first portion of the parade's dry. There's no water being thrown or anything, and um, that's where our grand marshal is and, and other parts of the parade. And then the second half of the parade, it's a water fight. 
the spectators on the sidewalk are throwing water at the people in the parade. The people in the parade are spraying them with hoses and everything else. And it's it's actually wild, uh, but it's a lot of fun. And there's what twenty thousand plus people out there. Yeah, I think over the, the weekend it's usually about thirty to forty thousand yeah, people that are into Eagle, which is you know of course our population is right, thirty three thousand. Right. So <laughs> no, it's a lot of fun. A lot going on for Eagle Fun Days. So uh, that's by far the biggest event, the most involved event, but not the only event. Yeah. We have a lot of other things we do throughout the year. Um, we have um, Country Christmas that we do, lighting of the Christmas tree. We do um, Harvest Fest out there at Merrill Park, or not Merrill Park, but Heritage Park as well. Um, a lot of vendors, a lot more fun things to do. And one of the things our new event coordinator is trying to do is get away from having just a vendor event where it's all vendors. He's trying to add more to it, more of an atmosphere of fun. Um, he's trying to add activities to do instead of just things to buy and shop for. Um, and it's been really, really impressive to see what he's done with the events. So, so coming up in the first week of May, mm -hmm. is starting our Saturday market. That's right. Um, Kickoff Saturday market every Saturday from the first of the first Saturday in May until first Saturday in October. Mm -hmm. Every Saturday at Heritage Park, uh, there's live bands. There's anywhere from 60, 70 plus vendors out there selling everything from food, um, little knickknacks, wood carving, soaps, all that sort of thing. Um, and that, that's coming up here in May. We're actually going to have kind of a kickoff for it that day. Instead of just a regular market, we're going to have more activities kind of to kick off the, the season this year for the Saturday market. That's exciting. So what, what can kind of parents expect from the camps? Like you got the you mm -hmm. know spring break camp. Usually we're doing a Christmas camp. Right. We're doing things, just summer camp, mm -hmm. all those types of things. So what kind of things are you guys looking to provide and, sure. and be able to have for the, the residents and their families to sign up for? This year we have a brand new camping classes coordinator. Um, she started a few months ago and this week was her first week doing camp with us and they're in the middle of spring break camp right now. She has things planned pretty much every hour from nine to four when the, when the parents come pick the kids back up. She has a group coming in that does art projects with them. So it's not just our staff trying to come up with different art projects, it's actual professional crafters, I guess you want to say, doing crafts with the kids. Um, they play games, they have these really, really soft dodgeballs they play dodgeball with. Um, they have. Um, we're still allowed to play dodgeball. We are, we're still, as long as they're really, they're really soft. soft. They're yeah, really, really they're soft. Super soft. <laughs> uh, she's also contacted and been working with uh, a reptile company that comes in and shows reptiles to the, the kids. She said she won't be there because she's afraid of snakes. <laughs> but they have reptiles. Um, they have. They're going to do a movie day where they watch a movie. They bring a projector and watch a movie. So there's always something going on. And spring break camps limited to about 20 kids. But our summer camps are 50 to 60 kids, so we have more temporary staff, which we're always searching for, um, to come work. And summer camp is basically like spring break camp um, over the period of about seven weeks. So the kids have a lot of fun. It's not just let them run free. It's structured, um, but they're doing things, anything from crafts to music to art and learning. They have um, uh, a company coming in this week to teach them about... Um, dogs, the ADA dogs, mm -hmm. which is going to be fantastic for the kids to do. So always something fun going on during the camps. Cool. She's doing a great job. So one of the things that we've done since I've been mayor is we actually added on to City Hall. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that came with that with a new, was a new uh, community hall, a new uh, kitchen inside of it, mm -hmm. and uh, a classroom and restrooms and stuff. So kind of what, what has been happening with that? What kind of usage is the public coming in and using it? Are they, they are. you know... What kind of how are you guys using it for your classes and your things that you're providing? Sure. Um, right now, a lot of as soon as we opened, we had a lot of the service clubs in town 
um, wanting to come and use it. So they use it throughout the week. We also have, now that the camps and classes coordinator's been hired, she's been working hard to recruit um, cooking classes. We actually are right now working on contracts for people to come in and teach cooking classes to youth, cooking classes for our seniors, um, cooking classes on a budget. There's all kinds of things that we're starting to be able to program for the kitchen. We had our veterans breakfast there this, this last November, which was fantastic. We, we had grills going and the veterans come and we had um, you there speaking. We had, it was a great experience. Uh, the library is actually using it a lot right now as they go through some changes at the library building. They've been doing a lot of programming. They're actually in there right now. Um, a lot of library programs at the, in the community hall right now. So as the word's getting out, we're having lots of lots of people wanting to use it. So it's it's getting used. Um, I think the challenge in the future will be just programming it for everybody that wants to use it. So yeah. it's it's been really good. It's amazing. There's not a lot of places in Eagle to have that kind of space right. to do things. And you know, we've had the homeschool groups, we've had moms groups, we've had church groups, we've had you know little league groups, we've had all mm -hmm. kinds of things that are using them. It's amazing how much usage mm -hmm. that place gets. Um, to think, what were we doing when we didn't before right. we had it? Right. Right. It's pretty amazing. So, so what are some of the things that you're excited about going on? Have you got any thoughts on, you know, what you want to bring? Is there something different? Is it just perfecting what we have? Is My it the mayor brings too many crazy things? No, no, so I love ideas. <laughs> I love ideas. So the ideas are fantastic. And my first year was I wanted to see how everything ran. I wanted to see the cycle of all of the events and how everything, um, how it was. I didn't want to come in and just change everything. Now that I've been here a year, we've made some tweaks and changes, like working with the events, adding more than just vendors. I think the vendors are great. It's really fun to go see some of the stuff they offer. But especially when the younger kids go, they don't want to just watch mom and dad shop. They want things to do. So we bring in rock walls, we bring in cornhole, we bring in different things to do so it's not just shopping. Um, we've looked at lots of different venues around, around town that we can use. Um, because some of the businesses they want, they would love to see events taking place where they're at as well. So the business center over the movie theaters, Lakemore, April first, they're doing uh, a spring craft arts and craft fair there, which is going to be great, and it exposes uh, the community to more places around Eagle than just Heritage Park or or Merrill Park or Gerber, which most people know. So we're actually holding a, a, a spring arts and crafts fair there, April first get more exposure to the community. Well, I think one of the things with our events has, has always been is to bring people in to support our local businesses mm -hmm. and, you know, get to know what's here in Eagle. Yeah. And so sometimes it's people's first experience with Eagle mm -hmm. is coming to these events. Sure. So it's been exciting to see that happen and and continue to see it and, right. and reach out to some of the other areas. You know, people. some people don't realize, you know, you got the shops at Lakemore mm -hmm. that you're talking about where the, the theater is and um, Crave and, and into it. But then, you know, you got out at Fred Meyer where, right. you know, the tavern is and, you know, other things besides Fred Meyer. That's all in the city of Eagle also. Mm -hmm. So how do we help support all those things and, and really make them thrive in the community? Right. Uh, and one of the things I think with Josh, our coordinator, we're trying to do is hold events other places. Not only that, but like at the Spring Arts and Craft Fair, they contacted all of the businesses in there and allowed them to come be vendors if they would like, if they have food or whatever. Um, gave them uh, a booth space that they can come over and advertise and, and do whatever they wanted to do, which has been really good to get the community together, but also let the businesses come together and they get to know one another as well. Um, another thing that I've been looking forward to is during COVID, a lot of the programming shut down. And now that we have a new... Uh, camps and classes coordinator, we're working hard to get a lot more programming back up so that it's not just 
the library doing programs, but uh, Parks and Rec are doing them as well. So that's one of the focuses right now after spring break camp is to continue uh, recruiting and building back up our program so that we can offer more to the city, to everywhere from to our youth, to our seniors, um, lots of different options. So one of the big challenges you're going to have coming up here is you're going to be taking over the senior center. Yeah, that's Kind of right. programming for that. You know, a lot of our stuff has been geared towards kids, mm -hmm. but we have a, a senior population that has been growing over the last 10, 15 years tremendously. And being able to provide services for them where they can have some of those same activities, right? They're paying taxes mm -hmm. too, and so how mm -hmm. can we best utilize that to, to get them involved in the community, you know? One of the things about that and our events and everything is, is it really brings people together that sometimes don't see each other unless right. they're at these events, right? Oh, God, I haven't mm -hmm. seen you in years. You know, that's right. what keeps that kind of small town feel that we all love about Eagle moving right. forward. So, so Senior Center, I'm guessing we'll be working with the folks that are there and hoping we can, mm -hmm. we're going to be providing the same thing that they have now right. and then finding ways that we can expand it and make it better too moving forward. Right. And that, that's kind of the goal. I want to keep them doing the things they love to do over there, um, but then offer even more and offer more to a larger crowd, try to get more people involved at the senior center, more people coming with more activities to do, but keeping what they're doing alive and well for them, so. Right, excellent. I think it's a great program, I think we're growing. It's, the Parks and Rec is young in the city, what, seven or eight years old is all. So my goal is just to grow it bigger and bigger, get more people involved, um, especially if, you know, when, when times get hard, Parks and Rec, in my opinion, is absolutely necessary. It brings a lot to the city when they can, like you said, they come together, they come to know one another, they can support one another. It doesn't have to be super expensive. It can just be events, something fun at the parks. I think it's it's vital that parks and rec departments continue to, to grow and to thrive and not be the first thing that kind of gets pushed aside when things can get tough. So yeah. Most of all of our stuff has all been organically grown, right? Mm -hmm. It's by the public what they want, what they're needing, what our community mm -hmm. wants. And so, you know, I just like to offer anybody to get on our website and look you up and send them if there's something that they think that we should be doing or not yep. doing or whatever reach out to you and let you know and yep love ideas and uh we'll see what we can do perfect all right well i appreciate you sitting down and talking with me today yeah thanks thank you thank you for joining us on our explore eagle podcast i hope you will subscribe and listen to our explore eagle podcast so you can hear how eagle is life done right in the meantime you can check out our website at cityofeagle.org or our app, Explore Eagle, available for free at the Apple App Store or Google Play.